Good day. This is Michael Muth of Going Global International Interviews. Today we're talking with Tom Bartkowski, who is in charge of international business development with World Business Chicago. You can learn more about World Business Chicago at worldbusinesschicago.com. We're talking with Tom today about economic development, or attracting international investment, to the city of Chicago. This interview was conducted as an audition for an international business news program called Global Bazaar, which was to be aired by the Chicago affiliate of National Public Radio. We haven't been able to get it on the air yet, but hopefully will at some point in the future. Edited transcripts of these interviews can be found at intlalliances.com and midwestbusiness.com. Hope you enjoy the interview. Good morning. This is Mike Muth uh, from Global Bazaar, also the international columnist for eprairie.com slash midwestbusiness.com. We are talking today with Tom Bartkowski, Director of International Business Development at World Business Chicago. Good morning, Tom. Hi, Michael. Um, what is World Business Chicago, and what exactly is your role there? Well, World Business Chicago is a public-private partnership that was actually created by Mayor Daley back at the end of 1999, and it is an organization which is supported by both the city of Chicago and the Chicago business community. It's a group that uh, comprises about uh, 12 professionals. We, uh, that's including part-time staff. We also have a board of directors, which is chaired by the mayor, which is a corporate board. It's a business-oriented board of many of the uh, larger names you've seen uh, in business around Chicago. And they provide us uh, with not only some uh, financial support, but also guidance on uh, policy and development. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned it was supported by business in Chicago. Is that just financial support, or is there other support as well? Yes, it's uh, more than just financial support. Our board uh, provides some support as well as we receive leads for prospects, for business prospects. We also receive uh, some pro bono assistance in the work we do. We work on a fairly uh, modest budget, and uh, in fact, for our marketing campaigns and our marketing efforts, including uh, work we've done uh, at O'Hare, for example, that has been uh, aided by pro bono assistance from our business community here. It's been very good, uh, very uh, superb, actually, Mm -hmm. and very generous. Good resources to have, I'm sure. Uh, And specifically, what is your role at World Business Chicago? Well, as the International Business Director, my main role is foreign direct investment. Our organization really has a mandate to bring business investment directly into Chicago and, by extension, the Chicagoland economy. And so my role is to work with foreign-based companies that might be interested in this area or in the city of Chicago and to uh, try to get them here. Okay. Now, when you say foreign direct investment, is that strictly dollars or companies locating here? What exactly do you mean by that? From our perspective, it's companies locating and expanding here. We have... uh, around 1,500 foreign-based companies in the greater Chicago area right now. So we have a large base of foreign-based companies that are out there. Many of them do expand, as well as the companies that are coming in for the first time. I work a lot with companies that are coming to the U.S. for the first time, however. Those are the types of companies that typically need our sort of assistance. Mm -hmm. So, in other words... Who are your customers generally at World Business Chicago, and who specifically are your international customers? The, company, the customers that we have in general are 
companies that are looking to either compare Chicago to other metro areas or looking to find out what Chicago is all about from a business and economic perspective. Because when people are looking to cite a project, they really need to have solid information on the local economy, on other businesses that are there, on the markets, on the talent that's there, all of the kinds of things that you're going to need to know if you're going to make a business decision that involves an expenditure of money and time and effort. And in my case, many of the companies that I work with are, since they are foreign, they need to be able to access North American markets and access the North American marketplace as a whole. And frankly, Chicago is the best place on the continent to do that, in our humble opinion. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the major roles that we have is bringing that information to those audiences and working through those individual projects. And we do everything from starting out with a view of the 14-county uh, metro area, down to the city of Chicago, down to helping them find particular real estate, addressing their labor concerns, uh, labor uh, availability concerns uh, for talent, uh, whether it's in the tech sector or any other sector, addressing a lot of their questions. And there are many, many questions that companies have. So it's a, it's a rather information-intensive in process, I should say. It's something that involves not only working with people on a personal level, but it involves a lot of uh, information flow. Uh, mm -hmm. More so with international companies than domestic ones, because we're dealing with companies sometimes that are uh, rather new to the U.S. market in terms of a physical location, and so they have a lot of queries. And we try to make them as comfortable as we can with Chicago. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, it, it sounds like a lot of the information that you provide can be found on the Internet, but there are a lot of other things that you provide in addition to that. Yes, some information can be found on the Internet. And in particular, uh, we have a website which contains a lot of material on Chicago. As a matter of fact, we're in the process of uh, adding uh, to that site and bulking it up a bit, mm -hmm. uh, adding some interesting capabilities on uh, interactive mapping, that sort of thing that uh, we think uh, companies, especially international companies, are going to find very useful. In addition to that, we basically, uh, in, in our information provision, try to focus on the types of things that the foreign-based companies are most likely to be interested in, uh, in addition to the types of things that the domestic companies focus on. We have a, a preponderance of companies in the, in the domestic sector, obviously, because we're at the heart of a, the largest economy on the planet, and a uh, chance for me to put in a plug that uh, Chicago is really at the center of not only a $400-plus billion economy in and of itself, but we are really the uh, apex of a central continental economy when you include the, North, the upper Midwest and Ontario, which has about $2.8 trillion in GDP, which puts us up pretty close to uh, Japan as an economy. So mm -hmm. it's a very large economic area. And so, again, that's one of the things that we try to get forward, get across to people. And, yes, uh, people do go out on the Internet, and, and that's one way that we do find some of our pro prospects, actually. A few companies uh, have actually pulled us up on the web. But we, we get our prospects from many, many sources. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and I guess to get back to your customers specifically, is there any particular continent, region, country that they come from? Primarily, yes. Uh, as is the case with the rest of the United States, most of this direct job-creating investment that comes in uh, from other countries comes from Western Europe, comes from Canada, comes from Japan, 
and to a lesser extent to uh, countries, uh, really what I would call second-tier investors like South Korea, Australia, or Ireland. Mm -hmm. uh, that really, if you take that group of countries, and again, Western Europe, you're talking several countries, Britain, France, uh, Switzerland, Germany, uh, Italy, if you take those, uh, really you're dealing with 90 to 95% of the job-creating investment that comes into the U.S. Mm -hmm. But uh, much of this investment uh, is rather um, uh, silent or rather um, stealthy, I, I should say. It's, it's not something that gets a lot of attention, except when, for example, once in a while a Honda or a Toyota announces they're going to build an autom automotive plant. Uh, in fact, a lot of Americans don't realize that a lot of the everyday uh, names that they see, brand names, are actually foreign-based companies. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's very common, uh, in my experience, to um, uh, mention to people uh, some of the companies that are in this area and, and that are foreign, and a lot of people don't even realize that. But it, it just shows we are in a very interconnected economy and how important it is for Chicago uh, and, and greater Chicago to take its place at the table mm -hmm. in terms of getting uh, foreign investment here. Can you give us a couple examples of some companies that might have come here that people might not generally be aware of? Yes. Uh, well, for example, uh, locally, um, uh, I'm not sure how many people know that, uh, for example, Harris Bank is Canadian, owned by the Bank of Montreal. Uh, also in banking, you've got the North American headquarters of ABN AMRO here, which, of course, is the owner of LaSalle. And, uh, in fact, ABN uh, recently, uh, not too long ago, moved into their new uh, headquarters building in the West Loop. And where's uh, ABN from? They are from the De Netherlands. They're a, a very uh, large uh, Dutch bank and uh, have a huge global presence. Uh, there are other companies here that are more obviously foreign uh, that have large footprints. Uh, Siemens, for example, has a substantial presence in the area. Uh, where's Siemens from? Uh, Siemens is out of Germany. And uh, Siemens, in fact... Uh, uh, has been um, uh, steadily increasing its its presence here. Uh, there are some others. Uh, of course, there's companies around. Uh, I once had my brother-in-law proudly proclaim that he uh, bought uh, nothing but American gasoline, and so he was a regular Shell oil customer. And, of course, Shell is another Netherlands-based <laughs> company, so there you go. Uh, but there, there are, uh, of course... Well, you can't uh, even buy Amoco and buy American anymore. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a great example, too. Uh, of course, uh, every, it's easier to know that BP is a British company. That's uh, sure. something I think more people are aware of. But again, um, a, another major foreign presence uh, in Chicago, and a very key one uh, in general. So we, we have uh, an effort underway, really, to uh, maintain and add to that foreign-based presence here so that, again, we can get our share of the pie. We want mm -hmm. our share of investment. And I guess just to put some numbers to it, I mean, how many companies do you work with typically on an ongoing basis? Well, actually, uh, at any given time, there are going to be many projects. For example, right now, I've probably got uh, at least a dozen uh, projects going uh, at the same time. And, in fact, um, that's one of the things that I, I, perhaps people don't realize about uh, the economic development field is that working with either domestic or foreign prospects, companies sometimes will come in on a very quick fuse, do a very fast project, want to get on the ground and hit the ground running, as they say, very quickly. And the turnaround time on the project can be very, very short. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, when Boeing came here, they were on a very short timeline. They did... Uh, uh, a massive project in, in, in no time, really, uh, given this, the size. Other companies will come in, including foreign-based companies, uh, do a lot of inquiries, and um, they'll go back and they'll think about it, and especially with some of the uh, European companies who are very deliberative in their decision process, 
uh, it's not unheard of for uh, us to work with someone and have them uh, go off uh, for maybe a couple of years before they resurface again and then say, hi, we're back and we're ready to go. And uh, that happened. Uh, in fact, we had a, a Canadian company recently that located in the, the loop. And uh, it was about an 18-month uh, time frame from the time they first got information from us. And we are very fast. We try to get information out very quickly. Of course, we're in an Internet uh, web-dominated world. And uh, it actually was about 18 months. And then they've they've finally settled on where they wanted to be, and they're up and running. So mm -hmm. uh, we have those kinds of long timelines sometimes, which can be uh, a little frustrating, but it's it's all part of the uh, field we're in. It's just the way it works. Gotcha. Well, now, you mentioned a couple banks. Are there any other particular industry sectors that foreign companies are interested in working in here in and around Very Chicago? Very definitely. Chicago, of course, since we're the uh, distribution and transportation hub of the continent. We have a substantial foreign presence in that sector, and that arranges from uh, everything from the cargo uh, area logistics companies to what the public would be more familiar with, the uh, airlines we have uh, out at O'Hare in particular. We've got uh, quite a number of foreign airlines operating out of there, and many of them operate cargo uh, operations at O'Hare, run uh, uh, that type of uh, Operation. We also have a lot of foreign-based companies that simply work on uh, road and rail uh, distribution as well. We also have had, uh, in fact, in recent years, uh, a bit of a bump, I think, that's uh, my own opinion, in the uh, software area for foreign-based companies tying to logistics. Uh, logistics management, supply chain management, that's been a very hot thing the last few years. And um, a number of uh, foreign-based companies uh, actually are interested in that area and have come into Chicago. We've also had the Tata Group, which is a huge company out of India, uh, which set up its RFID, uh, that's radio frequency tagging, uh, center uh, out in Naperville and also has a uh, key, one of their key uh, U.S. offices in, uh, in downtown Chicago. So we have a, a very wide... Uh, spread of companies here. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh -huh. Sorry. Sure. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, sorry. No problem. Were we rustling? I can I can hear you writing. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, okay. no, that's fine. Okay. No, you feel free to write. I just wanted to give okay. you a little. Gotcha. Okay, so as you're saying, Tom. So in any case, we have a uh, interest in, as I was saying, that the the software arena, and of course, we've had a a really nice. Uh, resurgence downtown uh, and in the central core of Chicago with uh, technology companies and technology centers. Everyone knows about the Motorola Center and, and, and some of the others that have come in. But we also have, uh, in addition to the tech, in addition to uh, the distribution, uh, we get companies in medical device technology. Um, and, of course, we've got the, the huge pharmaceutical sector here, the big pharma companies, Baxter, Abbott. Uh, time for me to put in a plug that the Bio 2010 conference just announced they're returning to Chicago. Uh, after coming here in 2006, it was the best conference they ever had this year, and um, they've never, uh, I don't believe they've ever come back to a city that fast in terms of their rotation in the U.S. So they've just announced uh, a couple of days ago that they're coming back uh, to I mean, Chicago. And I, and I was at that conference, and from an international perspective, it was an amazing show. It, it was. Uh, it was really admit. unbelievable. And in fact, uh, as an example, that would be that was another area where uh, I had a chance to work with a couple of international prospects. Had a company coming in from Germany. Had a company coming in from uh, down from Canada, from Winnipeg. And uh, in fact, the German company was was in Chicago because of the conference. And that's it's, it's how the uh, that's a good example of how that synergy really works when you uh, have uh, 
the conferences here and all of that. Uh, but in other areas, we're, we're so diverse, and I, I should have mentioned that, that Chicago actually um, was rated by uh, Moody's Investor Services recently as the most diverse economy in the country. Uh, and that's because we really mirror the U.S. economy more than, than any place else. So as a result, foreign-based companies, when you look at their interest in Chicago, it spans a wide variety of sectors. Mm-hmm. An extreme variety. So it can be everything from uh, software to medical devices to rubber gloves to uh, distribution uh, to the hotel business or whatever it might be. Uh, our organization really uh, focuses, though, on the um, uh, on office, industrial, those type of things uh, as far as sectors. Uh, just to let you know, you're listening to Global Bazaar on Chicago Public Radio. I'm Mike Muth, and my guest is Tom Bartkowski. He's the Director of International Business Development at World Business Chicago. Now, you mentioned that you got together with uh, a German company at the Bio 2006 show. How do you and your prospects find one another? Well, there's a variety of ways. Uh, in terms of the foreign-based prospects, we get them through, uh, first of all, the sources you might expect. It's the, the area business community. It's uh, consultants uh, at the uh, national and local level that are working with companies. And uh, I, in the 90s, did work uh, here for a uh, site selection and economic development consultant and got to know that side of the business really well. Uh, so we get consultants coming in. Uh, often those are anonymous projects. So we don't even know who the company is many times. We're simply asked a lot of questions and asked to come up with a lot of material, uh, but we don't know who we're, who we're dealing with. Uh, also, we get the uh, local chambers of commerce and business organizations, and I've had a very good response, and, and it's been very uh, helpful working with the local consular corps and the local business and trade offices. Uh, we actually have in Chicago, believe it or not, uh, close to 80 uh, consulates, both uh, consuls general and uh, honorary consulates, and I know you're familiar very much with the Canadian consulate, it's true. having been involved <laughs> with them in the past. And we also have something like uh, 100 uh, that I can count, uh, international trade and investment offices that are here. These are offices uh, from other countries, normally uh, backed by other um, governments, for countries that are looking to conduct trade with the U.S., with the uh, Midwest U.S., and also looking for investment on their side of the pond. So we have a large international sector here, and that's also been a, a very good source because they will direct companies from their home countries to come and talk with us. Mm-hmm. And so we do our level best to stay in front of those folks. And I guess you mentioned that you work with some companies anonymously. That brings up the question in my mind, who pays for your services? In other words, do foreign companies pay you to help them find a location, or are you f- financially supported simply by the organizations that support World Business Chicago? Like most uh, economic development organizations that look for investment, we are completely supported uh, by our uh, backers and by by the city. So we really do not have to, uh, and we, we would not uh, charge uh, for the information that we provide. Our, our assistance is provided uh, at no cost, and that's significant because uh, companies, consultants, others that are looking for assistance uh, generally are, 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 for the most part, uh, looking for something that they can get very quickly and they don't have to shell out money for. So as a sort of a welcome mat, uh, like like most of our competitors, we do not charge for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, I know that Chicago 
is known for having 100 languages spoken in and around the city, and I understand that we have 130 foreign language media outlets here. How important are those things in attracting foreign companies to open offices and operations in and around Chicago? It's important. Uh, it, it really is important, but it's important in basically setting up and hel helping us to set up an image or, or relay the image of Chicago as a very international city, as a place where uh, anyone coming from just about anywhere can be at home uh, coming here. Uh, you don't have to leave your culture behind. You don't have to leave your language behind. Uh, of course, many of the, the expats, many of the people coming over that are with foreign-based companies are uh, quite uh, conversant in English and have been working in the U.S. market for a long time. But at the same time, they don't have to leave their culture behind. And we also are getting the word out that uh, the fact that we are at uh, the center of the country, that we're the, the transportation hub and we're the center of access to markets, doesn't mean that we're isolated. It actually is, is the reverse. And in fact, uh, over the past 30 years, uh, Chicago has seen immigrants from literally every spot on the globe except, uh, I think, Antarctica. There was a study done at <laughs> DePaul, and we even have, we've had people coming from uh, every, every any spot you can point to on the globe. Uh, it, it's well, it sounds to me like we got to send people to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. We, if we don't have any yet, we from need, there we'll, yet. We'll bring in a few penguins for the shed. And okay. We'll, we'll be good, set. Good. Um, well, and you've mentioned this once or twice already, that you position Chicago as the east-west nexus joining the markets of Europe and Asia and the north-south nexus of NAFTA. Do foreign companies really consider Chicago on those axes? They do, if they're in, especially if they're in distribution or they're interested in getting people and or product in and around North America, particularly the east-west axis. Uh, as far, for example, uh, just to cite one small example, rail traffic in the U.S., the main pipeline for rail traffic in the United States is from Long Beach to the ports on the east coast, uh, uh, New Jersey and those types of ports. That runs right through Chicago because all of the class one, six class one railroads in the U.S., hub right here in Chicago. So we are really on Main Street as far as the rail lines are concerned, which also means that we are Main Street as far as fiber optics are concerned, because most fiber optics in the U.S. are laid down along rail easements, making us a, a fiber optic hub. Uh, and so the, we are at this north-south and east-west crossroads. Uh, it's not uh, explicitly as much maybe NAFTA uh, or uh, that terminology, but it's the idea that we're at the center of things and we are the place from which not only can they reach their markets, can they reach their people, but they can also take advantage of the international capabilities here, the international services here, the talent and the labor force availability here, which not everybody ha has. Uh, it was a huge thing for, for Boeing, for example, coming here. So all of that put together and our infrastructure, uh, all of that is very key for, for them. And they're simply trying to figure out, you know, where can they do uh, what they need to do in the U.S. is from a business standpoint, and uh, where can they accomplish their goals? And that's what we try to do is help them get where they're going. Mm -hmm. well, you also mentioned Chicago as a large throughput point for data. Uh, I know Chicago has the largest network access point in the world. How or why is that important? In other words, a lot of data flows through here, mm -hmm. but so what? Does that mean they get faster Internet access? How can a company benefit from Chicago being the world's largest network access point? Well, the fact is that we have, since we have the connectivity here, uh, first of all, it adds to the general concept that this is the center of things in terms of communication and connectivity. Uh, secondly, accessing 
the types of technological uh, facilities that you would need here is a bit easier because we do have this infrastructure, and not only infrastructure, but we have the people. When you have that type of infrastructure here and you have people that are involved in designing it, creating it, maintaining it, all of that, that creates a critical mass of, of talent and capability that's very important for a lot of these multinational uh, companies or even small companies coming over. They feel like a lot of them uh, that they need to have the expertise, they need to be able to get the technical talent and other talent that they need. And if they can't get that talent, they're going to go somewhere else. So the nexus here helps in that regard. It also helps in that we have a very dynamic research sector here, which interacts with the business community. So you have, for example, the, the StarTap uh, project uh, connected with uh, Evanston and the universities here working on things like high-speed transmission technology, which then Put, it puts us in a position, really, to take some leadership in that sector. Um, and you never know where it's going to end up. As an example, uh, just across two different industries. Uh, there was a lot of concern uh, from some quarters, not us, but some, some quarters uh, maybe three or four years ago, about the exchanges here uh, and the, the future of the exchanges as things... In other went, words, financial exchanges. The financial the exchanges, Merck, excuse me, the Merck and the Board of Trade. Mm -hmm. uh, as things went to an electronic basis and, and went away from maybe floor trading. Uh, as it's turned out, uh, the exchanges, of course, as we know now, uh, today are doing doing incredibly well, uh, doing fabulously well, and in fact, uh, looking around at making acquisitions and expanding. They were able to to make that transition largely because of their their own efforts and their own management. But at the same time, if you're here in Chicago, you have that criticality of. Uh, technical expertise, and of course, with the exchanges here, you have that critical mass of financial sector expertise and trading expertise. Uh, in fact, when Eurex came out of Germany and Switzerland and set up in the United States about three years back to set up an electronic platform, their, really their only choice was Chicago. They were not going to go anywhere else for this type of trading. This, this was the center of that uh, type of activity in terms of futures trading, in terms of what they call uh, risk management uh, trading. And so this was really the logical place for them to be, and so they did uh, set up here and gave it a go. Uh, so as in other words, the out, New York Stock Exchange does not have greater electronic capabilities than the financial exchanges here in Chicago? It, it, it wouldn't, no. There's no reason why, why it necessarily would. Uh, hmm. The capabilities would be, would be fine in both places, although, uh, of course, it's a, a nice point of pride to point out that uh, at least at least technically, Archipelago here in Chicago did buy the New York Stock Exchange when they merged. Uh, and again, I, it, it, a lot of people here uh, that I was talking to at the time did not realize Archipelago was a Chicago company. Everyone was reading about this big merger, and uh, it was surprising how many people didn't realize that they were actually from here. But in, in the financial area, that is one area that, that is in that sector uh, has been very good to Chicago, and right now we're seeing continued job growth in that area. And uh, as I mentioned earlier with software and some of the related in addition to supply chains, one of the areas that's popular for foreign companies, of course, is services to the financial industry. And, and uh, software, for example, is one ex one part of that or one aspect of that uh, that's been fairly popular. Uh, so people do realize that, that this is a tremendous uh, financial and trading uh, sector. And uh, right now, uh, it's uh, one of one of the real uh, bright spots here. It's, it's doing very, very well uh, mm -hmm. as people uh, have seen in the media. Sure. Well, now, y you mentioned Chicago's international capabilities, so on and so on. What else is bringing foreigners to Chicago? Is there anything else in addition to the labor pool, uh, financial exchanges, technology? 
Have we missed anything there? Well, uh, you could also throw in the fact that we do have the existing base of companies, for example. Uh, as, an, uh, as, as one uh, example, uh, Japanese companies sometimes like to go into areas where they know there's going to be an existing business community that they can plug into. And of course, in other words, Japanese business community in Chicago? Japanese or? business community, for example. Mm-hmm. Japanese-owned businesses are already here. Uh, you've got dozens of Japanese-owned companies here already. Uh, oh, there's a Japanese school on the north side, a, I yes, believe? Yes, uh, mm-hmm. we have the, 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 the big three. Uh, we have the, the Japanese school uh, in Arlington Heights, and we've got uh, in Chicago uh, both the French uh, curriculum school and the uh, uh, British school, uh, which is um, actually moving to um, new uh, new facilities, I believe, next year, uh, constructing some new facilities in, in central Chicago. So uh, those, are, uh, those are additional uh, things that we uh, point out. And again, it's making people really feel like uh, it's it's home, and it's the, the place where they've made the right decision, not only from a business perspective but from a personal perspective. And uh, we also uh, do talk um, not as much up front, but as we get into the process, we we do make sure they understand that there's a very broad and deep uh, cultural background here in Chicago in terms of the uh, uh, whether it's museums or or whatever it is, because a lot of times. Um, some some people coming in from other countries are uh, a little bit skeptical of the cultural depth in the United States, and so it's nice to be able to uh, point to the architecture here and the Art Institute and other things. In fact, um, uh, the architecture uh, seems to be particularly impressive to people, and uh, we have a, a feeling that whenever we can, we get people to visit, we've got them. If we get a business uh, prospect to actually come in and look around. Uh, we think we we think we got them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're listening to Global Bazaar on Chicago Public Radio. This is Mike Muth. My guest is Tom Bartkowski, Director of International Business Development at World Business Chicago. Now, you mentioned when you get people to come here, we've got them, and talked about Chicago's cultural background. But a lot of foreigners look down on American culture, and in some ways, I would think that that's an obstacle to bringing people here. How do you address that? Well, I, I don't think it's a it's a huge obstacle in terms of a, a business sense because most of the companies coming in that are uh, operating here uh, are doing it first and foremost. In, they're coming into the U.S. market for business reasons. Uh, on the cultural side, that has a little more to do with with keeping their expats happy uh, when they come here, or are their expats going to be happy? And uh, we did have that. Uh, I had a comment from an Austrian company uh, a while back um, that was locating uh, their operation here. And uh, you've got Austrian companies. What Austrian companies? Uh, well, uh, in fact, the the, the company was uh, was VKF Frenzel. As a matter of fact, was an example. Uh-huh. We have uh, we have about uh, twenty Austrian companies. Uh, Agrolins Melliman is downtown. Um, there's and they're scattered uh, again, just like Chicago. They're scattered in several industries uh, uh, across the board. Uh, but for example, the this this auto parts company, the um, the head of uh, this. Uh, company which has a, has a different name was telling me that uh, he was definitely interested in getting uh, his uh, auto parts and his auto technology uh, operation in the Midwest or in the Central U.S. and Detroit came up back in Austria as well. Isn't that where the big three are? Well, okay, that sounds great. But as a result, as a uh, in, in the discussion, um, they decided that. If they were in Chicago, and which does have a, a tremendous uh, auto parts sector, we have a, a huge sector here uh, with investment f- with a lot of countries, uh, that it would be much easier to get expats to come to Chicago because of the, the just plethora of 
not only cultural attractions, but other things, restaurants, you name it. Uh, the head of this company would had come to Chicago for uh, for business periodically uh, over the years and, and loved it uh, when he visited. So he basically said, hey, if we're going to do something in the States, we want to do it in Chicago because we'll have no trouble getting management people to locate in Chicago. If we were to go somewhere else like a Detroit, it might be a tough call. In Chicago, it's going to be a piece of cake. So if nothing else, we beat Detroit's culture. Yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> The point isn't really to beat up on Detroit, but the point right. is, is that uh, we have a we have an attractive situation here, uh, and uh, it's um, it gets a lot of uh, uh, good press, I think, in, in terms of the uh, the foreign markets when they do look at Chicago, particularly uh, in, in Europe. There's as you as you say, there, there's often uh, uh, they look down on American, uh, maybe they perceive Americans as not being quite as cultured, but uh, here we've got it uh, all over the place. I mean, it's whether it's music, architecture, whatever have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it works out very well for us. Well, and to look at another reason potentially not to invest in Chicago, Chicago's public school system is rated poorly. Does that have an effect on international decision makers? Well, if you're talking about uh, you know the city of Chicago, for one thing, you have a lot of choices here. You, you've got uh, magnet schools uh, that are very good. You've got, in fact, uh, you've got, in, on the high school system, uh, we've just had. Uh, the uh, government of China opened a, a new Confucius Institute uh, at uh, Walter Payton High School, which uh, is one of the first in the United States. In fact, it's the first uh, such uh, institute to be opened outside a university campus. Uh, so, in uh, other words, Confucius Institute has something to do with China. That I is assume. the Chinese right. That is the the Chinese uh, cultural promotional institute, uh-huh. which is going to be very uh, in- intensive in terms of things like language instruction. Uh, and promoting the Chinese culture and so on. And for us, that's really a, a, a double success because it, it enriches Chicago on the one hand. It's a great draw for the high school. It also puts us more on the map where the Chinese are concerned. And we're looking at a uh, wave of investment to, to be forthcoming out of China as their economy continues to, to explode. And we want to be on the map. Again, as we are with these other countries, we want to be noticed. We want them to realize that we're here and the assets that we have. So in terms of the school situation, there are just tons of choices here for people uh, to take. And uh, the school system, of course, has been, uh, the central city system has been uh, uh, improving itself over time. Uh, it's it's a, uh, a tough slog, but it's something that they've been working at very, very hard. And that's why it's been very heartening to see, for example, a lot of the magnet schools do so well, uh, the scores do so well, and, and some of these uh, top students coming out. So it's not something that uh, I see, uh, I get uh, foreign companies coming in and saying, gee, we have an issue with schools. We, we really don't get that. And in fact, on the education side, it tends to be the opposite. They tend to come in and say, well, we know you've got incredible universities here and you've got some uh, great uh, systems here. And certainly on the, on the university side, as an example, we really excel. So we're bringing up things uh, quite well on the elementary side. We already are very good on the university side. In fact, we like to point out that um, uh, or Chicago, University of Chicago likes to point out that they've got about 75 Nobel Prize winners uh, to their credit. And if we add those to a few more uh, people here in Chicago, we've got, I think, 83 uh, Nobel Prize winners in the area here. And uh, that actually does uh, impress um, uh, foreign uh, audiences quite a bit uh, when we're talking about culture and education here. It shows that we're uh, we're no slouches. Well, and, you know, we bring all the Swedes from to Andersonville, and, you know, <laughs> we send people to Sweden to get the awards. So I'm sure that helps the international yes, relations and, as well. Uh, in fact, we have a major uh, event with Swedish companies next year coming to Chicago next uh, April. 
that's organized by the Swedish American Chamber in the U.S. and the Chicago uh, chapter of the Swedish Chamber and the Swedish uh, Chamber in Sweden and mm-hmm. the Swedish government, bringing over uh, quite a few companies here uh, next year. Uh, those kind of things go on periodically, and again, those are great examples of, of the ways the ties help us bring investment in. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking about education, Chicago is criticized for losing a lot of their graduate students, particularly MBAs, but I'm sure it happens in other graduate schools as well, to the coasts when they finish up here. Is that still an issue for attracting companies to Chicago, losing our best and brightest to the coasts? Well, I, I'm not sure that I I necessarily have seen information that, that corresponds with that. Uh, I don't know that that would be the case, but even, even if it was... We get uh, a lot of interest in Chicago because of, as I was mentioning, our higher education and uh, the MBA programs at Chicago. In fact, uh, Chicago and Northwestern uh, recently were rated uh, number one and two uh, in uh, business school rankings, and they're always in the top uh, top. 10 or even top five in global business school rankings. So we have a uh, actually a great asset there internationally in that we have a lot of um, alums who have gone to uh, these schools, not just Northwestern and University of Chicago, but the others in the area, who really have a, a, a soft spot in their hearts for Chicago. And um, sometimes those people come back and we find them uh, encouraging their companies to uh, look at Chicago in terms of a location. So it works out very well for us. But uh, I, would, I wouldn't say that we have a, a brain drain in the sense that you see in some parts of the country. Uh, we actually have, because we have a lot of opportunity here and a very diverse sector uh, and demands in s- sectors like f- finance uh, and Fortune 500 companies where you do need people that are very well qualified, um, there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, here, so and, and actually, for us, the the business schools are a great asset, and it's one of the things that we we trumpet when mm-hmm. we're talking uh, or when we're bragging about Chicago. We absolutely do okay. focus on that. Great. Well, I guess to delve into a couple <clears throat> of the specific activities that your office has performed the last couple of years, I know that you made a trip to China earlier this year. How did that come about, and what have been the results from it? Well, that came about because uh, again, uh, local connections. We have a uh, consulting firm here that uh, works with Chinese companies and getting Chinese uh, investment in. And they were organizing the conference or from the U.S. side for uh, participating, in, for U.S. participation in uh, a conference in uh, Nanjing, China. And I was lucky enough to be able to go. Um, I don't travel often uh, internationally. It's not something that we do a lot of. Uh, primarily for budget reasons. Oh, you're past. missing half the fun. Uh, yes. Well, actually, as I point out to people, uh, because my job is is working with uh, investment attraction and, and companies that are uh, locating here and helping them uh, as prospects, a lot of times uh, we're really very, very busy with people that are here kicking the tires. And uh, so we've, we've got to be here to uh, bring them through uh, the process and show them the ropes and, and help them out. But uh, this was a, an occasion where I was able to go and uh, was uh, set up again by local contacts, was very, very useful, uh, met some high-ranking uh, officials there, including the governor of Jiangsu province, which is the province in which uh, uh, Nanjing is located, uh, which uh, is, a, is a tremendously huge economic area. Uh, it's, as you may know, the coasts 
in China near Shanghai and down by Guangzhou in the south are, are, are booming. And um, this was a chance to really to make some connections with important people there as well as a lot of the companies and to distribute our Chinese language literature, uh, carrying a, a lot of the things we've talked about today uh, to the people attending. And uh, so it was a great chance to uh, get information to them and also to uh, say hello to uh, the uh, state of Illinois office in Shanghai. The uh, state uh, operates uh, a few trade offices around the globe. Uh, and uh, did talk with the office in Shanghai. We coordinate a lot with these offices in, in bringing prospects in and uh, also met with, um, for example, the head of the uh, Sh Chicago Shanghai Club in, in Shanghai, an uh, informal business organization which has, uh, uh, I think it's upwards of 300 members already. Uh, uh -huh. So we've got, uh, we got Chicagoans all over the world, and uh, it, so you're never that far away from home when you're traveling. But it was a, it was a great opportunity, and we're, we're looking forward to getting uh, some uh, great um, things out of that over, over time. But well, we so, know so time. for example, are Chinese companies thinking of investing in the Chicago region as a result of that? They are beginning to. You're getting, you're getting the Chinese companies there now, beginning to look at the U.S. seriously as an investment uh, sector, uh, and looking at the individual metros, we already have about two dozen mainland Chinese companies uh, in the area here. Uh, for example, Wanshang, uh, which is uh, is automotive, uh, they're in, involved in automotive parts and related. Uh, they've been here uh, in the area for a number of years, but um, the uh, that's been that has been a fairly rare thing up till now. But there's this increasing awareness around the country that. The Chinese are going to be uh, the next uh, wave of investment, and that's one reason that we have a lot of the China initiatives that we do, why the mayor is so focused on China as a, as a future uh, investment target, why he's pushing the, the Chinese language program in the, in the uh, Chicago schools. Uh, why he visited Beijing earlier this year. Uh, and, well, and Shanghai, I believe, two years ago and as well. And Shanghai in 2004, we actually have uh, uh, about 25 sister cities uh, to Chicago. Uh, that's another great connection. And, in fact, uh, on the sister city side, we've got uh, Shenyang and Shanghai in China. Uh, he also visited Osaka in Japan on the same trip. But, our, for example, our uh, Chinese language program in the Chicago Public Schools is getting global attention because it's so unusual. We have hundreds of students uh, learning Chinese, and, in fact, the director of the program just came back from Shanghai. Um, he was out there about the same time I was, and he had, uh, I think it was five new accredited uh, Mandarin teachers in tow for the program. And, and uh, those sort of folks are, are very precious. It's not easy to come by uh, that type of uh, capability. So um, I know uh, the, from what I've heard, the mayor wants to expand the program very rapidly, and the, the only constraint is getting the uh, proper uh, teachers. And uh, our sister city relationship with Shanghai with uh, Mayor Daly, Mayor Han, actually led to uh, Shanghai assisting in getting uh, uh, teachers, finding people uh, that the public schools here in Chicago could then bring back. So was, that's just one example of how those relationships can really pan out. Great. Uh, this is Global Bazaar on Chicago Public Radio. I'm your host, Mike Buth. If you're just joining us, my guest is Tom Bartkoski. He's the Director of International Business Development, and we're talking about international economic development at World Business Chicago. Um, talking about a couple more examples of some things your office has done, um, I know that there was a French bio mission two or three years ago. Do yes. we have closer relations with French biotech companies now? Uh, yes, it was actually uh, worked out very nicely. Uh, there was a lot of work uh, back in 2003 
to bring uh, about uh, a dozen French uh, companies and organizations on a, on a biotechnology or, or you could use the t broader term life sciences uh, tour in Chicago. And that included visiting the Chicago Technology Park uh, downtown and including going up to Abbott Laboratories for a, for a visit, included visiting Baxter. Uh, and this, again, was a, was a tie-in, I should say, to the Sister City program. Uh, this was a reciprocal visit from a visit back in uh, 2000 that Chicago companies paid to Paris, which is one of our sister cities. So that's another example of how the, the sister city relationship in that case panned out. Uh, for us, we had uh, the one uh, trip, 9-11 uh, came along, delayed things a little bit. The French uh, then uh, organized uh, their um, group over in, uh, over in France, and we brought this Paris area, Paris region group over in 2003. In fact, um, as a follow-up to that, we then had at the Bio 2006 conference this year, uh, the same uh, group was invited back, and in fact, uh, some of those uh, companies were back in for the conference, and one of them uh, actually uh, has a arrangement with Abbott Laboratories now, signed a contract, uh, I believe, um, and has a business uh, relationship with Abbott, which again would not have occurred had it not been for the 2003 trip. So that may, and then as that goes on in time, that may lead to bigger and better things as well. And of course, they know us and we know them, and we're we've got the door open. So when they do want to actually set up uh, on the ground here, we're ready to go. So those kinds of ties, uh, again, it takes it can take some time for those to come to fruition, but they're very uh, valuable not only in the direct investment they get, but just in the uh, image and marketing aspect because those people then, the people that are here, they have a wonderful time, they work on the business side, they make a lot of contacts, and then they can tell people back home, hey, Chicago's a great place. Gotcha. Uh, I also saw there was an Irish firm, Kelman, which has come to Chicago. Did the Southside Irish <laughs> help you out there? Well, uh, to to clarify, uh, Kelman actually is from Northern Ireland, so I guess ah. you could say technically they're a British firm. Mm -hmm. So in that case, the Southside Irish really didn't play that much of a part. I uh, understand. Uh, no, the the uh, at, at times the the ethnic connections uh, or the ethnic groups here uh, are are nice in that they can help. Uh, make the area more welcoming. Uh, I think in Kelman's case, uh, they were uh, working more on a, on a straight uh, business uh, calculation, which was uh, this was the best place for them to get into the North American marketplace. They had access to some customers here. And, uh, in fact, um, they uh, started out um, in the loop uh, in a small office. They then moved to the north side of Chicago, expanded, and my understanding is they're expanding again. So, uh, we have uh, a nice uh, story there of a company that came in, started small, like many of the foreign companies do, but now now is increasing its presence, and Chicago's worked out really well for them. But we we didn't have to call in the South Side Irish on that one. Okay. Um, Mayor Daly is hoping to bring the 2016 Summer Olympics to Chicago. Will that impact what you do? Uh, well, it certainly will in terms of if we were to get the Olympics uh, for Chicago for 2016. Uh, it certainly would from a uh, uh, exposure standpoint. Uh, there would be a tremendous amount of global attention on the run-up to the Olympics as well as the Olympics themselves. And that obviously would be uh, just a, a huge opportunity to sort of get the Chicago message out to the world because one of the uh, things that we, we know here is that when we do get people visiting, uh, as we say, we, we think that if we can get somebody to visit, we can, we can get them. They'll, they'll come here. Um, but not everybody really knows uh, how uh, wonderful this place is and what a, not only – uh, what a great uh, business location it is, but what a great place it is just to uh, to live and, and work and take advantage of all those, those
those wonderful cultural opportunities we talked about. Sure. And so the, the Olympics, uh, of course, uh, as it was for cities like uh, Sydney, Australia in the past, uh, or even Tokyo back in 1964, you can go all through history, uh, it, it has a potential to be a, a real uh, image maker uh, for the city, uh, should it come about. And we, we understand it's, it's a long road. They've got a, a lot of um, uh, hurdles, and uh, a lot of decision-making has to be uh, undertaken by the Olympic Committee and all of that. Mm -hmm. But we've got our fingers crossed. Okay, as we wrap up, uh, just to clear up a few potential misconceptions about what you do, mm -hmm. how important are incentives to attracting foreign firms to Chicago? Well, incentives are of some importance. They're very, actually fairly modest. Uh, in, in terms of foreign companies, most foreign companies that are coming into the U.S., let alone Chicago, are starting on a rather or fairly small basis. So they're not coming in um, just uh, in whole cloth and, and putting in a, a huge plant or a huge development in most cases. Uh, most of the time, it's a fairly modest development. So the incentives available are going to be fairly uh, small. Uh, we do tell uh, foreign companies that, that in the U.S., uh, incentive availability is, is the same across the board. It's no different whether you're a foreign-based company or a domestic company. It's a level playing field. That's the way it is in the U.S. You, you play by the same rules as everybody else. And uh, additionally, when we talk about incentives, I'm often explaining to companies, and this applies really to domestic as well as foreign-based companies, that the incentives that local governments provide, and we are not really the government, so it's, it's either the state of Illinois, let's say, or the city of Chicago, by and large are uh, tax reduction abatements. The, the local governments in the U.S. have the ability to reduce or abate uh, or refund certain taxes, such as for the state of Illinois, payroll uh, uh, taxes, they can sort of give you a rebate on that called an edge credit. Uh, the uh, city of Chicago can do things with property taxes. They can uh, help you um, acquire, fi get financing for a project from private financing uh, where you pay tax-exempt rates. That's, in called, that's called industrial development bonds. They've been around for uh, many years, for decades. So it, it's generally going to be tax reductions or tax uh, re abatements. Some people do come in and are under the misconception that uh, they can just perhaps there's cash or operating expenses. So you're not attracting companies not here way. with buckets of money? No, we. Uh, I'm you, shocked. You do not get a big bag of money when you uh, when you're asking for Chicago. an economic incentive. Uh, it doesn't work that way. It's it's basically uh, tied to the uh, job creation and the investment. Uh, the, the more uh, job creation and investment, the more you can get in terms of incentives. Uh, but it's uh, it's going to be things like uh, rebates and tax abatements, uh, by and large. Um, you can. Uh, the one exception to that would be uh, on tax increment financing districts, companies doing real bricks and mortar uh, construction and uh, work uh, can get some expenses uh, reimbursed out of uh, tax increment financing funds. But uh, no, it's not the kind of thing where uh, a company coming into the U.S. for say the first time can just come in and say, "Well, I'd like uh, a, you know a sack of money." Doesn't work that way. It's mm -hmm. uh, the, and, the, and the decision is also up to uh, the state and local governments, the city of Chicago and, the, and, and or the state, make those decisions as to whether incentives are available. And the incentive programs are pretty clear. In fact, we're always giving out information on what those programs are, how you qualify. The rules are very straightforward. And if uh, a company has enough job creation and investment and they're in the right location uh, geographically, 
well, then they can go ahead and plug in. And in fact, uh, we are happy to be uh, an advocate of sorts for them. If they're, if a company is coming in and is entitled to a particular uh, incentive program, then we will uh, let the government entities know. And basically, uh, we feel like if, if um, the law says that they're entitled to a particular tax rebate or something to, for bringing in jobs and investment, that's great. That's so in other words, this is publicly available information, and oh, it's not secret stuff that goes on in a closed, smoke-filled room. Totally public. In fact, we, okay. we in the state want to get the information out so people know what the programs are, and we have that on our, on our website. We've always got it available. The state has it available. The city uh, of Chicago uh, puts it out there in publications and on their website as well. Uh, if you go to the Department of Planning and Development site for the city of Chicago, uh, for the, on that the, that page of the Chicago website, you'll uh, you'll see all the City of Chicago programs. Uh, the State Department of Commerce and Economic Economic Opportunity lists it pro, its programs, and we also uh, provide that all the time. So uh, very easy to get that information as to what the programs are, and it just tells you exactly uh, what uh, what's required to qualify for that. And and I guess you discussed earlier other organizations you work with, foreign and locally based, how do you work together with city government, county government, state and federal government, mm -hmm. as well as local foreign consulates and foreign chambers of commerce? Do you compete with them? Do you work together with them? What is the nature of those relationships? Oh, it's, it's very collaborative. Uh, it, of course, with the city, we have a very close relationship with the different departments there. Um, often we're working with uh, planning as a department. We're working with uh, a number of others. I work with, for example, uh, periodically with Protocol, which uh, deals with foreign investors. And uh, we also have uh, the uh, state of Illinois, where we are working with their Commerce Department, because that department is working to attract investment, including foreign investment. The state also has foreign trade offices, as I mentioned earlier, and those are a source of, of prospects. The consular corps, um, the foreign offices here, are very good about providing leads and information. Uh, they'll often come to us for uh, general information on the local economy or business conditions because they're reporting back home uh, to what's going on in the Midwest and, in fact, and in Chicago. Um, and, in fact, uh, often they're very uh, interested in hearing what we have to say about Chicago and, and, and the Midwest in general because uh, the, the, all the great things that we talk about, that we know about in Chicago, are the kind of things they're trying to tell the people back home or the folks back in the capital. Uh, they want them to know what's going on here, how important this location is, how important that, that particular post is. We do work with the, uh, the business organizations uh, here as well. So I, I would say it's not really a, a competitive thing. It's, it's very much a collaborative thing. Uh, we're very much an open book in terms of in information on Chicago, the economy, the business uh, conditions here. We want that information out because, frankly, we have an excellent story to tell. So it's to our benefit uh, to get those facts uh, out to as many people as possible. Okay. And I guess to wrap up, just on a personal basis, I'm curious, how much have you studied international business? Do you speak foreign languages? How's all that? For well, you? I got into uh, the international side of it uh, after being in economic development uh, as a career for uh, 20 years now, a little over 20 years. Uh, I worked in uh, Dallas in uh, the 80s in economic development and uh, then for private consultants uh, in the 90s here in Chicago, Fantas Consulting. Uh, then went into the international side in the late 90s with a uh, not-for-profit uh, established by the Civic Committee, which then was folded into the current organization I'm with, which, uh, as I said, was created by the mayor in 1999. Um, so I've been involved in working on international prospects, uh, really going back uh, 
most of my career, and uh, I am not fluent in any foreign languages. I have a smattering. You pick up a smattering of a lot of things here. So, And I've been doing a little studying here uh, recently in Chinese, which has proven to be very, very difficult. But my, my Chinese-American wife is, is trying to help me out with that as best as she can. But that's a, a tough one. Um, very so. good. Well, thank you very much, Tom Bartkoski, Director of International Business Development at World Business Chicago. This is Michael Muth of Global Bazaar signing off. Thank you for listening.